Previously on Pod Trivia, Britain talked about cheerleading. Kyle talked about drumline competitions. Becky talked about ice skating. And there were some other things, I think, that went on in the episode. I don't really remember. I'm your host, Britain. I'm Kyle. I'm Becky. Can you guys give us a quick synopsis of what happened last time so I can test your knowledge and see what you remember? Uh, cheerleading. Cheerleading happened. We talked about toe touches. Mm, we did. And herkies. Pom-poms. The singular pom-poms. is pom. Yes. The this invention is... of, of pom-poms. This is all the most important information. There, there used to be a lack of regulation in terms of competitions. Yes. So wherever you went, people just made up their own rules. Yes. Which, Can like, you... if if you were gonna if you were gonna ask me what sport was Britain looking for in high school, it was one where he could just make up his own rules. So this fits. That's really accurate. I am aware. I have known you for a long time. Um, you hit on some good points. I think Becky, you kind of that's you hit the important points. Thank you. The lack of U.S. regulation, um, was an issue, and uh, the two major players that we talked about were varsity cheer and USASF, which is the United States All Star Federation, which helped regulate some things. Before yeah. we continue to talk about cheer, I have a little more cheer trivia for you guys so these are questions based on famous tv shows or movies which involve cheerleaders yes this is what i was quickly doing before the episode okay this is acceptable trivia you could have told me it was fun uh question number one this tv show starred a demon killing cheerleader heroes no. No, she wasn't a demon in Heroes. Demon oh. I killing. I never watched oh, Heroes. The, oh, oh. the cheerleader Kill killed demons. Is that Kill Bill? And the, she also killed vampires. But wasn't it a TV show? Is it Buffy? It's Buffy. Oh, it's Buffy. Yeah. I didn't watch Buffy. I've always meant to return to it. Question number two. This famous TV show had the Cheerios on it, which was a cheerleading team. That's adorable. Is it like is it like a little kid team of Cheerios? We know we don't know. We don't it's, know. It's Glee. Oh. Wow. <laughs> it's been a long time. Question three. This TV show had the catchphrase "Save the cheerleader, save the world." Heroes. All right, Pecky. This one is specifically for you. It's scary. This. Disney Channel original movie starred America Ferreira and kickstarted her career. Kickstarted. Kick, kick it up. Gotta kick it up. There Gotta go. kick it up. We'll oh, it. that's right. Si se puede. In, yeah. Yeah. That was the thing that they said in that movie. Which means? Uh, yes, we can, if I'm not okay. mistaken. Cool. Question number five. My favorite cheerleader movie is called Fired Up, and it's about two football players that joined the cheerleader cheerleading team so they can hook up with a bunch of cheerleaders. In the movie, the they go to a cheer camp and the like coach of the camp goes it, he calls it like fired up university. I don't know why it okay. is. Anyway. Uh-huh. And the coach goes, "How do you spell fired up?" And I would like you guys to try and guess what the cheerleaders respond with. 
F I R E. No. Ah, oh, dang it. That's pretty good though. Thank like you. they would have like spelled it out like it was a cheer. F U. That is correct. Uh, he goes, how do you spell fired up? And they all go, F you. And he goes, no, F you. F you. And he goes, what does that spell? They go, fired up. And the two guys are like, no, no, it doesn't. <laughs> you see, Kyle, you have to like bring into consideration Britain likes this movie. And he's not sure. here for the spelling. No, I can't spell. Okay. It doesn't feel like we're doing an episode. Does it feel does it feel weird to you guys? No. Feels fine to me. Is it just me? Okay. It's just you. It's just you being a weirdo. Cool. Keep Sounds it up. That's good. <laughs> okay. <sighs> where did I leave off? I think I know exactly near, where I left near off. Near the end? Well, the end of the last episode is the middle of my notes. So that doesn't mean a lot. Did we talk about end of season events? No. Where you left off is that Kyle and I quickly tried to read in one breath all of the names of yes things. Varsity subsidiaries. That's what yes. I said. That's what things means in this context. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. So last episode, you read all of the varsity subsidiaries. We're now going to go a little bit into the history of varsity and... I'm going to say, like I did last time, that these reflect my own views and not my organizations, but they do reflect Kyle's organization, and please don't sue me. And my views reflect Becky's organization, and don't sue me either. Yeah, you know, churches have a lot of opinions about cheer. <laughs> There's a whole book in the Bible devoted to it. I'm sorry, Britton, go ahead with your episode. <laughs> Cheer, ecclesiastical. Wow. Uh-huh. Wow. Did I do it? <laughs> no. A combination of ecclesiastics and Ecclesiastes. And cheer, yeah, Ecclesiastes. Yeah, there, you, there you go. One of those things. That was the only Bible name that I could think of that had a C in it. Off Corinthians, the top of... Colossians. Cheerinthians. Cheerothans. <laughs> Song of Cheer. <gasps> Ooh, that's good. Cheer of Songs. That's frightening. <laughs> the Cheervolution. Okay, I'm sure you had real things to say in this episode. Cheernesis. <laughs> uh, Let's just get through every book of the Bible and see if we can combine cheer with it, shall we? Math, cheer, John, ch- no, okay, we're done. <laughs> Mark, cheer. No, no. Okay. Varsity was started by Jeff Webb in the 1970s, who started with camps, and then he expanded into competitions. In 2016, it is estimated that Varsity controls 80% of the market for cheerleading apparel and 90% of the market in cheerleading competitions. Goodness gracious. Yeah. He, it, that's why they're currently in three antitrust lawsuits. So if I call them a monopoly, it is because they are currently in litigation. And I'm not saying that they are a monopoly. Sure. But. We should say alleged monopoly. That's probably like a safe legal way to do this. Yeah. Everything here is alleged until the lawsuit's complete. Jeff Webb stated in court that competitions exist solely for the promotion of his cheerleading supply business. 
So his focus is really on marketing and apparel, and then he holds competitions because that's where he gets to reach out. And yeah, he can sell it to athletes. Yeah, and that probably makes a lot of sense because the apparel probably makes the most profits in comparison to the competitions. Potentially. I have no idea what the profit margins are. Sure. So how he started this is that there are rumors that are factual (laughs) alleged rumors i'm trying to help you here alleged rumors alleged rumors that is true that their teams at competitions would score higher if they used varsity props flags and attire and so this was at the more at the beginning but it was a way to if you buy our products there's a place on the score sheet where they would you know put a score for like overall appearance and they still have sure. overall appearance mm. but you'd score higher if it was varsity yeah that seems very uh a one-sided decision if the judges are hired by varsity i assume in this context then and and there's a section that says like yeah uh you know looks good and you sell your own stuff you're gonna say that your stuff is the best looking stuff exactly and they don't do they don't do this anymore right that's all in the past and i don't think they do that anymore like i i haven't seen teams that wear varsity score higher in my opinion i see a place for an experiment britain oh oh i okay 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 i'm kidding i am kidding i would not recommend doing that i was just trying to come up with a response and you stumped me i couldn't find anything I couldn't find anything funny or serious to say. (laughs) They also use what is called vertical foreclosure, which in this case means no outside apparel makers are allowed to sell at varsity competitions. And this was a thing that uh, John D. Rockefeller... No. No, he didn't. Or did he? (laughs) Leave this all up. Franklin D. Roosevelt. Okay, I'll get to him later. So as Varsity continued to grow, not John, not Roosevelt, John D. Rockefeller. <laughs> ah. So as Varsity continued to grow, they purchased more subsidiaries, which means that they had more and more competitions, which means they were able to block out more and more competitors from the general market. Right. Varsity also has a rebate program with gyms involving multi-year supply contracts. If you agree to purchase uniforms for the next three years, they give you a cash rebate for attending varsity-ran competitions. Wait, they also sell uniforms? Yes, that's what they're, the 80% of market in apparel. Oh, oh. For some reason, I just hadn't thought of it as being uniforms. This is such a fun, alleged monopoly. (laughs) Alleged monopoly. So they sell Uh uniforms, they sell workout gear sweats cheer shoes bows mats competitions floors camps choreography music everything cheer they sell cheer they sell cheerleading okay the rebate program started to become very financially necessary for smaller programs as the number of competitions decreased the prices for competitions increased and so people needed to do this in order to make you know functional sets it makes sense if you're gonna save money by going to only varsity yeah they're gonna do it 
this is what John D. Rockefeller did with railroads. Ah. He also had a rebate program, and obviously that was a monopoly, and he that also went through an antitrust suit. So, you know. Allegedly, this... there well, are no... railroads in America. <laughs> Am I doing this right? You're a pod trivia. We're not sure if railroads are real. <laughs> it really messes up my flat earth beliefs for there to be railroads. Okay. <laughs> There is going to be we're we're going to run into issues as we label ourselves a trivia podcast that I put in quotations is educational. But if we put a legend between e- before every single fact we ever say, no, I enjoy it. I enjoy I think, it. We're keeping it up. You can't fight me on this one. I think in this context, we're talking about a specific lawsuit. That this company is going through. Yeah. So having alleged in front of some of this information, I don't think is bad per se. But like, yes, you're right. We shouldn't put alleged in front of everything. For rapid trivia, Kyle, I'm gonna need you to put alleged before all of your an- your questions to us. Noted. I can do that. Okay. Varsity, like many other large companies, has allegedly used courts to help position themselves in a po- positive place in the market. They have sued competitors for infringing on their copyright lawsuit. Whoa, sorry, no. Infringing on their copyright of uniforms and have lobby- mm. lobbied to prevent cheerleading from being considered a sport so that way it can be remain more unregulated. Sure. Now, this is very much against, uh, I mean, pu- public opinion. A lot of people right. say, you know, cheerleading is a sport. It should be a sport. It's difficult. It's hard. And there are all these reasons why it should be. Mm-hmm. But Varsity doesn't want it to be because they want it to be unregulated so they can kind of continue to right. do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Varsity says their reasoning for this is that they think cheer is more than a sport. And that's mm. why they lobbied against it. That's not a thing. We don't no. need to put allegedly. That's just not a thing. And this is a direct quote from Varsity. So this is not yeah. like me saying allegedly. They no. win against. They don't want it to be a sport, it's more. because then there's governmental regulations and stuff like that they're going to have to deal with. Yeah. In 2003, in a filing with the Securities and Exchange Commission, they said that recognition, or sorry, Varsity said that recognition as a sport and increased regulation would quote likely have a material adverse effect on Varsity's business, financial conditions, and result of operation. Well, yeah. Yeah. If people yep. regulate us, yep. we're going to make less money. So we don't want to do that. I just want to give like a personal shout out um, to the Texas Electric um, Company at this moment as we talk about regulation. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. An alleged shout out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Jeff Webb kind of jumped jumps the shark here while also jumping ship he has sold his business to a private equity i don't know what Mm. that means i didn't look it up i don't really care because the next part that i read just kind of shocked me yeah jeff webb now runs a pro-trump anti-immigrant political advocacy group whose goal is to advance their use of existing antitrust laws to reduce the power of large multinational corporations 
Need me to oh, break okay. that down for you? No. Um, we're just I mean, we're just gonna say none of this is surprising. Well, it is yeah. though because the goal of the group that he's in is mm-hmm. to reduce the power of large multinational corporations or loss yeah. for monopolies. Okay, so here's here's what I was more saying. Yes. Um, this person appears to operate outside of normal um, morals of not being a hypocrite and would like to benefit from both sides of the system. I can, yeah. I see that. Yeah, that's what I meant as like, this isn't surprising because like, Yes. Yeah, yeah, it just they, it fits the character of like it, I don't care, I'm just here to make money. Yeah, it definitely, especially the first half, definitely yep. fits the character. Yep. You may have remembered from last episode, I talked about USASF was the governing bo- body for all of cheer. The USASF is made up of its own governing body that has different companies on it and some elected officials and some other people whatever that's not important but there are seven different companies that make up the company portion of the governing body and they are uca cheer sport nca usa american cheer association universal dance association and jam fest every single one of those companies is a subsidiary of varsity yeah i was gonna say a company that seems to be missing from that list is varsity and i'm gonna guess that that's because varsity is or owns all of those companies exactly so they have a controlling power over usasf and the governing body that does all of cheer right so in this way they're able to make up rules and legislation for cheer that benefits them um and usasf has a copyright on its cheerleading rules which means that a competitor what? can't put on a cheerleading competition <laughs> that has the same rules. That has the same rules. What? No, that can't be legal to own a copyright on a set of rules. Mm-hmm. That is horse crap, in my opinion. Yes. So we talked about earlier, I said there's now a standard score sheet. Yeah. Th- that standard score sheet is varsity's score sheet. It's only the standard score sheet now because 90% of the competitions are run yeah. by Varsity. And because there's a copyright on the rules, if someone else wants to put on a competition, I said before how all competitions had their own rules and score systems right. and stuff, and how difficult that would be if you want to go somewhere else, you can't change your routine for one comp. No. Right. It do- It's not going to make financial sense or time sense. And so it makes more sense for businesses to do everything varsity because that's easiest, cheapest, and is going to be most satisfying to the customer. I think it would be really interesting for that to be taken to court in terms of like, is this something that should be copywritten? And I'm not saying like, you know, their own literature about their competition or like whatever. But like, do do they own the word cartwheel? Like, right? Like, how wild? I don't know to what extent it is sure. copyrighted because there are other competitions. Right, people do run things, so it just makes it harder. Correct, and that's their goal, clearly. 
And I mean, their their goal is probably, like I said, make it harder, but also that if another competition was to rise in popularity, that they can then be like, oh, well, we're just, we're just going to go sue them because mm-hmm. they're clearly copyright, you know, infringing on our copyright of our rules, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like to smaller competitions that aren't as popular, it probably really doesn't matter to varsity. But in scenarios where those competitions become super popular, varsity is going to use this copyright to sort yeah. of smash the competition. Agreed. Let's take a short break here, and uh, let's. I'm going to give you guys some more words that I would like you to try and describe. Oh, oh good. Excellent. Good. All right, so this is a tumbling move called hand hands. Um, Kyle, I'm going to say... You can't, for, you can't on, do hold visual on, jokes. Hold on, hold on. For the, for the um, <laughs> listener, Kyle just slowly clapped in front of his monitor as if that is a cheer move. That's an insult to the sport. And I said it's a tumbling skill. Um, Did you define tumbling for him, though? Oh, Tumbling's when you're, like, in the air and stuff, right? No, 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 no. (laughs) I told you. That would be, like, a stunt or building Ah. is when you're in the air. Tumbling is, like, flips and stuff. See, like, I was going to go with, like, maybe you throw two cheerleaders into the air and then they, like, both. One person throws two people in the air. (laughs) And then they high five. And then they yeah, high five. something like that. That's such a common skill that everybody does. <laughs> I was gonna be like the, that, like you, you do, you like do, okay, like, two okay, hands okay. And, like, I'm, gonna two I'm gonna interrupt. I'm gonna interrupt, and go I'm gonna answer because I don't think you continuing to explain something that's not yeah. real is great podcasting. Um, <laughs> is it when you do some kind of trick where you don't put down your hands? It's the exact opposite. Hand hands is a oh. standing tumbling skill where. It is just back. It's short for back handspring. Okay. So back handspring, back handspring tuck is a hand hand tuck. Yeah. Okay. Number two, a mark through. Mark M A R K. Correct. So you get a guy named Mark. Oh my god. <laughs> you did invite this. Um, is this a tumbling move? This is a practice it's a general term ge- ge- yeah general term practice technique i guess okay call is it. it is it when you're like walking through the routine but not throwing everything out but you're like marking where people will be that is yes you do the routine without any skills <laughs> all right next this is something a flyer would do a scorpion it's where the person in the air you could call them a flyer like he's named them by yeah him. that's true that's... it's where the flyer like does a split and touches their back foot and their front foot at the same time. How, what? How, I, <laughs> okay, here's the thing. You say that, but I am now picturing the old Starbucks logo mermaid, but with legs. <laughs> That's what he's just, saying. They're bending at the knees backwards and touching both of their toes. Yeah. Is that it? No. <laughs> Surprising. Um, sorry, what was it called? A scorpion. A scorpion. Okay, my one and only trick is knowing the the Cupid whatever. Um, what's it called? <laughs> the, the astrological signs? Or the, the constellations? No, the, the, I was going to say the only flyer trick that I kind of remember is the thing where you... Oh, Cupid's the bow and arrow. Bow and arrow. Um, Cupid. Keep it at a bow and arrow. I thought you were trying to say Cupid, which is another cheerleading skill. And so oh, I got no. very confused. Um, 
scorpion. Now, I don't know okay. where, why I got to astrological. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I think I have I another really, guess. Are you interrupting my guess to guess? You're not guessing, Becky. It's so rude. You're Go just ahead, talking Kyle. about star signs. I really okay, wasn't. So it's where it's where the flyer gets like lifted into the air, mm-hmm. and and they they stand on one foot, and then they bring Stop the other looking foot at a picture up, and the person grabs <laughs> like behind their back, and they hold that. You can't cheat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is the correct cheater's answer. Good job, Kyle. Hey. <laughs> All right, I got one more that I'm going to make up on the spot. This is a partner stunt skill called a hand in hand. Is that when somebody is stunting and their hands are in the base's hands as they go up? Like they're doing a handstand into their hand? That's exactly it. It's, oh, okay. Uh, you were looking at me like I was crazy. Well, because you were so close. You were getting there, and I was oh, shocked. Yeah. yeah, you do a handstand on someone, and so you're holding hands. I mean, having watched, unfortunately, some of this, uh, no offense, listener, um, having watched as much as you wanted to watch during our friendship, I, I have seen a little cheer. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go back to an alleged monopoly. Podcast. Ooh, let's the change alleged the name. Podcast. That's not bad. That's it, a good. It is bad. It is very dumb. <laughs> For a trivia podcast, yeah, I would agree. I mean, we are not a trivia podcast. We can just accept this. I'm allegedly your host, Britt. <laughs> I'm allegedly your host, Kyle. Okay, can we move on? Yes. So here are other things that have were listed in the three lawsuits. Some of which. Well, they're also all true. So, USASF requires gyms to report your competition schedule to a third-party liability insurance provider. To go to a varsity event, you have to have insurance. That makes sense. However, because you have to report your schedule, if you compete at non-varsity competitions, the third-party liability insurance provider will raise your rates. I guess the reasoning being... Those competitions aren't varsity, therefore they're more likely to be dangerous. So again, by not attending varsity competitions, you have to pay more. Okay, can I ask a controversial question, and you can take this out if you want to? Yes. Does your gym only go to varsity competitions? We do. Okay. Let's Well, let's do this now, because I don't think I got into this. I mentioned also in the last episode the importance of end-of-season events. Yes. And... We have seen through the athletes, that's what they care most about. Even right now when we're in a pandemic, I have parents asking about Summit, which is the end of season event for levels one through five. Then there's Worlds for level six through seven. I have parents asking, well, is Summit going to be in person? Is it going to be virtual? Are we going to go? What's the plan? We haven't even competed yet at this point. Yeah. (laughs) And so my answer to all of them is like, I never focus on end of season events because you have to earn a bid to get there. And it's not, you know, I don't want people to think that it's a terrible season just if they don't go. Mm -hmm. That being said, my teams usually end up going, so I don't have to worry about that. But, humble brag, humble brag. There's nothing humble about a Britain brag. There's nothing (sighs) humble about Britain. (laughs) 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 
So because it's been such a big goal of the athletes, we have court coaches have also made it our goal because we want to be able to support them in whatever way that we can. Right. Mm-hmm. The other end of season event is U.S. finals for level well for all teams. Summit and U.S. finals are run by Varsity. Worlds is run by USASF. Those two companies get to decide who gives out bids and in a, and how many they give out, which effect turns into any other competition into a B-rate competition to parents and athletes. Sure. Um, was Is USA... SF. A, a, SF. Um, varsity, owned by Varsity? No. They're, the they're the governing term. body that has Varsity companies as part of their board. Okay. We good? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So when I first started cheer... We commonly had competitions in gyms and other places just run by, you know, the local cheer gym or a high school would run competitions. And because people only wanted to go to these bid events, which were run by Varsity, those are all gone now. So if we wanted to not go to Varsity, we would have to travel out of state. And parents, Mm -hmm. we don't want to make parents pay money to get a flight. For legitimately no reason. So we do only varsity, but we also don't really have a choice, you know? Yep. Kind of for all the reasons that I said about being cost effective, you know? Yep. Okay, going back. Varsity has a program in place, which they now call Stay Smart, but more formally, it was known as Stay to Play. Do you want to take a quick guess on what Stay to Play is? You don't have to. I'm going to say that, like, the longer you stay in varsity competitions, no, maybe, Becky. like, the cheaper it come, becomes or something like that. You can't leave the room. <laughs> no. Stay to play is you're required to stay at certain varsity-approved hotels. Oh. Which varsity says, quote, this is from their website, Housing requirements allows housing partners the ability to negotiate the lowest prices, preventing supply and demand from influencing rate changes. So they say they do this so that way, you know, everybody coming down to Portland doesn't increase the rates. But that would make sense. Well, Portland doesn't care. Well, they're, they're talking about like supply and demand. They're saying like if everyone's trying, if there's a low number, if a lot of people right. are trying to buy a, a but okay, anyway. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. You can't even stay with family in the area or stay at another hotel unless you have written proof that it is your family. So if you have grandparents down in Oregon, yeah, you're supposed to send in a piece of mail with their name and address on it to Varsity to prove that you're not staying at another hotel. Wild. Yeah. It, that's like one of the most highly contested yeah things that people hate teams that don't follow this can be disqualified from the competition and the gyms can be fined so like i sort of get where varsity is coming from on it from the perspective of like if a hotel if, if there's a big event happening in a city and that brings in a lot of people hotel prices do go up by a significant amount you see this at like Super Bowls and co- okay, and but but this is for this is for any competition. This isn't just worlds. Mm, this is just right the weekly thing. It's yeah, nonsense. 
Yeah, I I would agree. I I would, and Britain, maybe you can correct me here. I mean, but I would doubt that a a normal competition is bringing in the amount of demand to a city that would require hotels to like scramble to find empty hotel rooms. Yeah, like, like maybe that. the a couple hotels right next to the competition venue. Right. But like I said, if you can find a hotel that's cheaper, you're not allowed to do it. So in yeah, that sense, how are crazy. you saving? your no. consumers mm-hmm. money, money when you're forcing them to potentially pay more at the hotel that you agree upon. anyway okay moving on yeah that's wild varsity also owns varsity tv which users much must pay to watch competitions and videos of their own teams competitors must sign an agreement giving the varsity the rights to all of these videos varsity also has a video media policy which prohibits live streaming or recording at any competitions failure could result in disqualification so if you want to watch your child compete you have to pay varsity money you're not allowed to take your own video and people yep. do obviously all the time yeah but yeah. if you post it anywhere you can get you in can trouble in trouble yeah the the exact same thing would happen at drumline competitions when i was in high school is is they like we like the school signed away rights to like all the videos to the uh, competition holders and like they they took their own video and we weren't allowed to take any video but like there was always a dad who sat in the back of the gym with an iphone and and recorded the whole thing and then we just used his footage to look at it later yeah I have I have a question, Britton. Did you ever watch um, the show Cheer on Netflix? I can't remember if you ever. So I did. I watched part of it. Okay. Um, I didn't watch the whole thing because it was a it was a little bit too accurate. Of yeah, you know, like this is what Cheer is like. Totally. I also think that they really focused on the injuries, and one part that really got to me was when they're in pyramid and the girl fell and. Yeah. They immediately cut to everybody saying, oh, my gosh, she's such a big part of the routine. What are we going to do for nationals? Mm-hmm. And being, in, I've been in that situation where someone gets really yeah. hurt. And yeah. I can, the whole team and the athletes are only yeah. thinking about the health and safety of the person. Right. And right. so I know that that's what the people were feeling, but they cut to a part where they're building the drama and stuff. And that made me mad because this is a person that's injured well for sure and yeah so i watched the whole thing um and it's been a while but i do remember feeling like uh the interviews were particularly producer led for a narrative Mm -hmm. um and in that situation like even that if that's what the conversation was you can get that out of someone by being like Oh, how does this influence the next competition? You know, like it just is like how you're framing it partially yeah. um, and how it's edited. But but I, I bring it up because they followed this team up until a major competition. I don't know what it was. NCA, which is the okay. National Cheerleader Association. Cool. And they and they weren't allowed to bring in their cameras. And it was just such an it was such a funny thing of a shift from like uh, a Netflix documentary to um, the, I think they paid to have the live stream. Um, uh, no, I think, comp- I think they just took in cell phones or maybe it was from cell phones. Was, yeah. I think it was a lot. I of don't just remember cell phone what it footage. was. I think, it, but I remember the, there being such a switch um, and it being like such crap. Anyways, it was just an interesting 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So finishing up here, the three antitrust lawsuits were all filed in 2020. The first one says, quote, for claims which led to unfair competition, price fixing, or other types of fraud. The second lawsuit has three additional allegations. They say that a team that wants to compete in state or national finals must attend varsity camp. So this is mostly for high school. If you want to attend your state competition, again, end of season event, basically. Right. Got to go to varsity camp. Varsity choreographers know about score changes before anyone else, which gives them an unfair advantage, which we talked about could happen because varsity has a big stake in USASF, allegedly. And finally, when booking venues for competitions, they restrict the venue from renting it out to other event producers in that same season. So specifically other event producers in cheer, I would assume? Yeah, no, Kyle. They're not allowed to put on any other event except for this one cheerleading competition for the year. And then they're done. No Thanksgiving party for y'all. So the, and then the third one I got bored and didn't continue reading. So okay, okay. Finishing up on tier, I have said obviously a lot of negative things about it, allegedly negative things about it. But I obviously have been doing it for eleven years, and I still love it. I think there are a lot of good things about the sport, and so I'm going to go into a couple of them to build up everyone's spirits. <laughs> Because I don't know about you, but reading all that makes me very sad about the sport that I like. <laughs> sure. Well, I would just also say, if you don't mind, I would also say that I, I think that a lot of sports, unfortunately, have to go through change through lawsuits. Um, you see that in soccer. You see that in football. And that people care enough to file lawsuits, I, I think, is also something to give hope for, like, some of these things that aren't as good getting better. For sure. One of the things I I like that there is no code of points because we talked about how that's different from gymnastics. What I have found and have been very successful with is that it really allows you to build your team and your routine off of the people that you have. Like I said, Britain wants to make his own rules. Yes. So if you don't have a team that's strong at doing extensions, that's where you're holding someone over your head with straight arms, well, then maybe you do it at prep level, which is where they're at face level, and you do a whole bunch of TikToks, which we talked about last time, so you know what that word means. And so if you don't have a lot of back walkovers, you can just not do them, and you could do back handsprings instead. Or if you don't have skill A, you can make them do skill B. Mm -hmm. Teams that are really good have a good coach that can figure out what their strengths are and make their routine based on that. Similarly, you can have kids that can specialize in certain types of skills. We have an athlete on my top team who she can't tumble at all. She has like a brain problem. I don't know, but she's like not allowed to go upside down. That's what I mean by brain problem, not. Okay. I was like, we need to like be careful, Uh but Uh okay. Okay. Yeah. No, it, some, something's wrong where she can't go upside down, but sure. she's really, really strong and we need her for stunts. And so she lifts up all the people that we need her to. Well, and that's really incredible because in cheer, maybe you can like better guarantee that than like an active um, combat isn't the right word. But like in soccer, like if you run into someone, I can't guarantee you that you're not going to fall over backwards, you know. Oh, like, gotcha. A contact sport, not combat. That's what my brain was trying to come up with. 
Yes. And like that's a cool benefit of cheer that other sports might not have. Yeah. And similar, same with gymnastics. If you can't do bars, like you can't get to the Olympics. It's not right. like you can, right. like there are people that are, Michaela Maroney was famously good at vault, but she was still good at the other four of it, three events too. You had to be. You yeah. had to be. So, you know, we also have kids with mental blocks that mm-hmm. don't throw any tumbling and they still have their moments to shine or you have that kid that's i I mean i have kids that cannot hold a foot in their hand like they just physically cannot figure it out for the life of them that's okay they just run around and do flips all the time so i also think it adds a very different team aspect than any other sport and i haven't played a lot of other sports so i'm Mm -hmm. absolutely talking out of turn here typical yes I mean, that's, again, another great name for this top po- podcast. Britain Speaks Out of Turn. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> Not allegedly. You have two and a half minutes of your routine. Yeah. And that is going to make up what place you get. In most mm-hmm. other sports, you have at least half an hour. If you think about a football game, you know, three hours long. If someone makes a mistake, you have time to correct it and modify it. In cheer, you have a split second mistake. You have a stunt fall. You get last. There's nothing you can do to Mm -hmm. fix it. And so because of that, it creates this very interesting dynamic for the athletes where you start to, this is going to sound, I'm going to phrase this really bad, but the individual athlete is not as important as the team. And once Mm -hmm. athletes start to realize that, they start to really help pump up and bring up their athletes that are struggling so -hmm. that way everyone ends up on the same equal level in football if you have someone that sucks you replace them yeah you you just take them out and put them in someone else but in cheer there are no backups you can't just teach someone a new routine you know in -hmm. between day one and day two comps so everybody has to make sure that they're doing their own job whatever it is It also creates this fun cycle that I really like of athletes move up to a new level and then they're the ones that are kind of at the bottom. They're kind of learning and playing catch up. Mm -hmm. And then once they've been there for a year or so, now they become the leaders because they know what's going on and they Mm -hmm. start teaching the new people at the bottom. So even though you're maybe on the same team, maybe on the same level for a couple of years, there are Mm -hmm. new roles you can play within that level. and since the focus is on versatility, you're always going to have new skills to learn. You know, you're not going to be doing the same thing every single year because the routine switches up and you do different skills and you have different people and then you have to train them differently and figure out how to work with them. And so it adds for a lot of things that I think helps build good character in athletes. If you have a good coach that's able to teach them the deeper meaning behind cheer as opposed to just winning. So... There's my soapbox. This has been an advertisement for Britain's coaching. And you can find (laughs) me at my company's (laughs) name here. I'm not going to say it, but you know, if you're listening, you know where I coach. You're not confused. (laughs) You're not confused about cheer. (laughs) Um, I was talking to my dad today and I was telling him about the episode and he's like, oh, you should talk about this aspect. I was like, dad like we already did one episode this is part two like i can't just talk forever about cheer like i could 
Yeah. But like, we can't do. I'm not going to force you guys to listen to 80 cheer episodes. Thank you. That would just, I mean, it just could be your own podcast. Like, at that point, like, and and we support you doing that. Without um, you. Without us. Thank you. Becky uh, fully supports me leaving and talking about <laughs> cheer to someone other than her. I'm not saying you would leave this podcast. <laughs> I'm just saying that if, like, there was interest, I think that you could do your own and have cheerleaders on who would be able to do better things than us making up cheer moves. <laughs> I don't know. I think that was perfect. Well, not perfect. That was a good bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Kyle, are you ready? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Are you, though? You, you Are you... Did you actually Britain, prepare something? Britain, Britain. I checked with him five times this morning. Thank you. Rapid trivia. Ew. All right. Wait, so uh, my boss on... is calling. Go for it. Oh, okay. Go for it. Hello. Oh, we're gonna be on the phone. Hi. Please. That's all right. I'm I'm mid podcast, so you're on the air. <laughs> you're not actually on the air. <laughs> um, can I call you back in like ten minutes? Okay. All right. Bye. Is that your accountant boss? No, my cheer boss. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> How ironic. I'm leaving all that in. Excellent. Okay, fair enough. We'll see if I do. Could you guys hear Get her? permission from whoever was on the phone. Only, only like, just barely. All right. Rapid trivia. Um, this week, we're going with President's Trivia. Becky, I hate you. You've been studying. Becky requested this, and we also just had President's Day here in the United States. So, you know, it's relevant. Uh, I'm getting this from UsefulTrivia.com, by the way. Thanks so much for... One of our sponsors. <laughs> this rapid trivia is brought to you by Useful Trivia. Allegedly. Hope it's not. Allegedly. <laughs> All right. Allegedly, who ran for president? Wait, wait, wait. Are, we just, are, we just, are we just both saying it? Are, are you oh, going to number point. them? Sorry. How, what number be, is this? It's, it's been a while. How many questions have you asked? There will be 10 questions. Uh-huh. Each of you get five. We're going to alternate. Okay. Hey, I did say five overall, but go ahead. Becky, you get number one here. Okay. Number one. Allegedly, who ran for president with the campaign slogan, vote yourself a farm? Vote yourself a farm? F-A-R-M? Farm? Correct. Yes. And by the way, I should also say, I have multiple choice for these. Do it. We want to yes, do. Yeah, we absolutely do, do yeah. because I'm yeah. out. Because like, what? Abraham Lincoln. No. Grover Cleveland. Possible. Thomas Jefferson. No. James Blaine. James Blaine is not a U.S. president, but he could have run for it and been unsuccessful, and that is a dumb slogan. So controversial move, I'm going to go with Blaine. Incorrect. Did you... Who has a sound? Who had that? Who, the website does. Who, oh, my God. Can you put it up to the mic, though, so that way we, we, you can, oh, we can sure, catch sure, it, sure. please? Thank you. <laughs> it would be Abraham Lincoln. Oh. Well. Number two to Britain. How many future U.S. presidents signed the Declaration of Independence? Multiple choice here. Zero, four, two, or six. Well, so here's the thing. That number can still change. <laughs> I don't think it can. <laughs> I mean, after Nicolas Cage got a hold of it. <laughs> Anyone could have signed it 
that might continue to go on to be president later. Fair okay, enough. give Good him point. give him his multiple choice. Four. I already Four. said. Oh. Incorrect. Three. Uh, it's two. Adams and Jefferson. Uh, you Thomas Jefferson, know. John Adams. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I mean, I was still wrong. All right, number three to Becky. Who was the only U.S. president to also serve as Chief Justice of the Supreme Court? William McKinley, Franklin Pierce, William Howard Taft, Rutherford B. Hayes. Those were all presidents. That is correct. Thank you. I'll take the win. (laughs) Hayes! It is not. It would be William Howard Taft. Eh. Taft never really wanted to be president. He preferred law to politics. And always aspired to serve on the Supreme Court. No, no, we don't need more fun facts. Keep going. Yeah. This is rapid. Make it rapider. <laughs> Who was the first U.S. president to be married in the White House? Oh. Grover Cleveland, Martin Van Buren, Benjamin Harrison, or Chester A. Arthur? Uh, I'm going to go with the first one. Grover Cleveland. That is correct. Boom. Is I thought that too. I had that in Grover somewhere in my Cleveland. memory. In your mind grapes. The mind grapes. What, uh, number five to Becky, what U.S. president had a pet mockingbird named Dick? Millard Fillmore. forgot that I was giving multiple choice. Mallard. Dwight Eisenhower, <laughs> Thomas Jefferson, or Richard Nixon? We're going to go with Jefferson based on his Hamilton character. That is correct. Thomas Jefferson had a pet mockingbird named Dick. Number six to Britain. What U.S. president had a nervous breakdown at the age of 24 and spent time in a sanitarium? Me. <laughs> Harry Truman, Zachary Taylor, Warren G. Harding, or John Tyler? Let's go with John Tyler. That is incorrect. The correct answer is, oh man, I'm getting it wrong all the time. Warren G. Harding. Oh, okay. All I know about Harding is that he's on Marshall's list of dirtiest-sounding president's name. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Number seven to Becky. Who was the first U.S. president to be born an American citizen? Martin Van Buren, Ooh. William Henry Harrison, Andrew Jackson, or John Quincy Adams? Adams is too early. One of them was born in Pawnee, Indiana. You're so helpful. You're welcome. Harrison. Incorrect. It is Martin Van Buren. Mm. Mm. He was born mm. in Kinderhook, mm. New York. Mm. Number eight to Britain. Walt Whitman's poem, Oh Captain, My Captain, was written about which president? Robin Williams. <laughs> nope. George Washington, Ulysses S. Grant, Grant. Abraham Lincoln, Grant. or Zachary Taylor. Grant. You're going with Grant. That is incorrect. Washington. It would be not Washington. It would be Abraham Lincoln. Whatever. In response to his death. Number nine to Becky. Becky's last question. How many presidents have died on the 4th of July? Oh. Two, three, one, or zero? (gasps) Guess. Three. That is correct. John Adams and Thomas Jefferson died within a few hours of each other on July 4th, 1826. And James Monroe died July 4th, 1831. Who was the first president? Oh, there's more. To, uh, num- number ten to Britain. Who was the first president to have a state car custom built to the Secret Service standards? John F. Kennedy, Harry Truman, Franklin D. Roosevelt, or Lyndon B. Johnson? Truman. The Truman Show. Incorrect. 
would be <laughs> Franklin D. Roosevelt. Okay. I win. Yes, you do. Uh, does she? Yes. I wasn't really keeping I, track. I got yeah. two. Britain got one. Those were difficult questions. Those were. All right. I was expecting um, like, but what's, well done. What's the first name? <laughs> I like that. I like that. Okay, let's do our own right now. Kyle, what's the first name of um one of the Roosevelts? Franklin. Britain. Or Teddy. Teddy. <laughs> All right. This unplanned trivia time has been great. Becky, what's and... Polk's first name? James. Kyle. C- could be. <laughs> James Polk. Okay. Well, this if, has been a time. We if for some this. reason you want to to see more of us, go to our Instagram at Pod Trivia Cast or Twitter at Pod Trivia Cast. Maybe if you tweet at us, then we'll tweet also. Uh, you can also email us, podtriviacast at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought about this episode or write in about what you think we should do for a future episode. Um,. I'm going to give out a writing prompt right now. If you have made it this far in the episode. Thank you, Kyle. I don't need permission. Um, If you would all send in emails with um, like really tough trivia questions about cheer for Britain, we will ask them on air and stump him and we won't let him um, look them up beforehand. And yeah, that's perfect. You can also just post those questions on a five-star review at oh Apple yes. Podcasts. Yeah. And I think- You can do that right in the app, right there. Just five-star it. Five-star. Right. helps out the show. All right. Can Britain answer this? All right. Bye, Amy. Bye. Bye.